Hi, I'm Victoria, founder of the Women's Lifestyle Collective, and I'm all about sharing simple and enjoyable tools that cut through the overwhelm and confusion when it comes to losing weight, where you won't just find yourself shedding excess pounds without dieting, but you will feel in control around food and empowered over your life so the weight never creeps back on. With flexibility built in, this is a process you can live with and love, and I'm going to share my tools and techniques with you in this podcast. Let's get started. It's fair to say that most of us know the basics to losing weight and keeping it off. For instance, choosing healthier foods, not overeating, reducing snacks and processed snacks. So what stops us from doing these things though? In today's episode, I'm going to share with you what's wrong, why so many of us can't eat normally and have a healthy relationship with food. And then by the end of this episode, I'll leave you with four actionable steps that you can start implementing today to change this and break through the weight loss barrier. So here's what stops us from doing what we know we should be doing in order to lose the weight and make healthier choices for ourselves. First up, it's our behavior patterns. In simple terms, the brain can be divided into two parts. There's the conscious side where all our deliberate and logical thinking happens. This side of the brain takes up a lot of energy. So that's why when you found yourself really concentrating, working hard on something, you feel mentally exhausted. So designed to save energy, most of our thinking therefore happens on the other side of the brain, the unconscious habit part. This part of the brain keeps you alive. It's responsible for ensuring you breathe, your heart is pumping. Its job is to put all the things we do on a regular basis into an automatic loop. This habit brain stores repetitive thinking to save you the job of having to exert a ton of energy on using the conscious side of your brain all of the time. Since we were born, this side of the brain paid attention to how we ate. And this was influenced by everything around us. All our experiences, even TV programs and films, where we learn that if we'd had a bad day, we'd been dumped by a boyfriend, we would eat our way through a tub of ice cream for comfort. You may have been brought up to eat to a clean plate. Your habit brain noticed these links and created an automatic loop to help you. And these habits are based on patterns which were then created. For example, Monday after dinner, you have dessert. Tuesday, you do the same. Wednesday, you do the same. But Thursdays, you didn't want to have dessert. Thursdays would be your dessert-free day. So even if you decided, though, you didn't want dessert on Thursdays, the urge is there, the craving is there. Why? Because your body sends a cue straight after dinner that it's dessert time. This cue triggers your craving. When you sit down to watch Netflix or a film, maybe you've always grabbed a snack. It's just something you do. It feels good. But one night you decide you're going to be good and not eat snacks through the film. 
The problem is your brain has created an automatic loop here, a habit. It stored this information for you, thinking it's being helpful, not knowing whether it's harmful. So your body sends you a cue, and this cue prompts a craving that you just can't shake off. The pattern is so firmly imprinted in your unconscious mind. No doubt those times you ate snacks, ice cream, crisps, drank wine through the film. It felt great. So you've got this really great association that you've developed with films and eating food, all of which made you feel good. So your brain stored this information. We give in even though we decide we don't want to go for those snacks through the film or have dessert after dinner every night when we're not physically hungry. We give in because everything in our brain is telling us to. We're experiencing physical cues, maybe even false hunger signals, while we think about the food we're craving to eat. So we're up against a lot here. Not giving in to these cravings is massively uncomfortable. It's like having an itch that we just can't scratch. We fear discomfort because we believe something is coming that we are not going to enjoy or that we just won't be able to handle. It's our fear of failure and our natural response to fear is to avoid it. That's why diets can feel so hard. They take away all the things we've enjoyed. The snacks through Netflix, desserts, without replacing them with something else we can enjoy and removing them when we've got this habit loop that we're desperately fighting against. That's why we may know what to do to lose weight, but we just don't do it. So how do we overcome these habit loops? First, by believing that you can lose the weight and keep it off. Everything in your head telling you otherwise, they're just thoughts that you've had for so long that you believe them to be true. When you can identify those thoughts, those limiting beliefs holding you back, which are compounded by past failed diets and self-sabotage, that's when you can change them. You'll see how past diets have failed you. They address the outside world, what we are eating, but they do nothing to change the inside world, our mindset around why we eat the way we do. We're human beings with emotions, feelings and habits. As much as you can pause the automatic loops your habit brain has created around food, and getting temporary weight loss with traditional diets that way. But the weight will come back on. Because unless we focus on our behaviour around food and lifestyle choices, our habit brain will always pull us back. We overcome these habit loops by creating new, better habits as well. We train our brain to create new automatic loops based on healthy choices. The brain loves clarity and ease, so it's imperative that we have a clear intention and easy process to follow. And that's why I've got a four-step process, which I've coined your Slim Toolkit, that you can action today and have with you wherever you are 
in restaurants, on holiday, at home, so that you can upgrade your behavior and habits around food with ease and with grace and of course, fun. So number one, when you're craving foods, take a minute and decide whether you're physically hungry. Is your stomach making growling noises? Did you last eat more than three hours ago? Have you had plenty of water? Also, just thinking about these things, going through that quick checklist distracts you from the craving that will pass. Second, number two, how are you feeling? What emotions have triggered this craving? What could you do instead of eating through this emotion? Take time to figure out things that make you happy and feel relaxed that aren't associated with food. Maybe reading a good book, going for a walk. Maybe you don't know what it is. So have some fun just trying to think of lots of different things to see what you enjoy and experiment with this. Number three, make a note of cravings, overeats, urges, temptations in a journal. Get familiar with your patterns. We can change them only when we're able to identify them. Number four, this step works on feeling our emotions. Most overeating is done to suppress emotions rather than feel them and tune in with what they are telling us. We've been taught to suppress our emotions. As children, we're told to stop crying. As babies, we're given milk to soothe us when we're upset. We've learned to avoid them as though they're bad and we can't handle what feelings they bring up. The importance of feeling emotions for weight loss is that they allow us to be present with the reality of the facts. Otherwise, we deal with them by leaning in on the inaccurate stories we tell ourselves based on unhelpful beliefs that we hold. Now it's from this place of objectivity that you can make better decisions that are right for you. This is instead of having a bad, stressful day and believing that your only way to cope with it is to turn to food for therapy. There's many techniques to learn to feel emotions and that's a whole other podcast episode. But techniques you can adopt right now are meditation and mindfulness. And that means just being still with yourself and tuning into your body. If loneliness is a cue, get familiar with spending time with yourself, not watching TV or reading, but try journaling about how you're feeling instead. So often we don't like being on our own or feel lonely because we don't really know ourselves. We're afraid of being alone because it's uncomfortable. This step is about learning to be comfortable with yourself and getting to know what a wonderful human being you are and what you're truly capable of. I hope this episode has helped. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a think about one thing you can take away and start applying right now. Losing weight for most of us isn't easy. So before you go, I want to tell you about our members club, a game-changing weight loss and lifestyle hub where we help you lose weight without dieting and disrupting your life. This means you won't be counting calories, restricting food groups or going hungry. What it does mean is that we address the root cause of why you eat the way you do. We change your habits around food and end emotional and mindless eating. Lose the weight, 
Keep it off for good and show up for yourself every day, making healthier choices. If this sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, you can find out more by heading to womenslifestylecollective.com forward slash membership.